Okay, everybody. Uh, welcome to the actual first episode of Tavern Talks. We tried to do a stream and <laughs> it fucked up. Like it went terribly. Oh my god! Technical problems. Just wow. We hate it. Yes, but we so, love it at the same time. Yeah, we depend on it. So uh, for today's episode, I got my friend Claymaster04 or Clayton here. Uh, he was on this. He was on the stream, but like, uh, yeah, we're not gonna upload that stream. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of like that was m m mostly a practice run. Today is mm -hmm. gonna be the actual first episode of Tavern Talks. Yeah, the real first episode. And to everybody here listening on the podcast, this is a podcast exclusive, so feel special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So today. Uh, I thought we'd talk about the ups and downs of character creation. Oh, boy. So, Where all the did. options, all the classes, all the extra stuff. Um, and the bad things about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, where to begin on that, though? Yeah, I think the best place to begin is probably where the player's handbook begins. Ooh, okay. With the races. Yes. I don't know if you could hear that big thump, but that was every single book hitting the floor. Yes, that was a big thump. Okay, so I think for races, we have... Um, uh, I actually have to go back to the table of contents. But for races in the basic player's handbook, we have... Nine. Okay. Nine different races. And what do those races include? They include dwarves, elves, um, halflings, humans, dragonborn, gnomes, half-elves, half-orcs, tieflings. Yeah, that's it. Alrighty. Yeah. So, have you only ever played a human? I think I'm now just realizing you've only ever played a human. I've played a human, and I played that tiefling in that one session. Ah, yeah, before you got your heart eaten out, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've played a tiefling multiple times. I've played elves. I've played halflings. I've played humans. I've played dragonborns. I've never played a dwarf or a gnome. I don't really like the, the short races. I don't know. Mm, but you played a halfling. Yeah, Halfling. Halfling's good for Rogue, and that was my first character ever, so. Who was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, she was so much fun. Badass as hell as well. Definitely. Yeah. So do you have any favorites out of those races? I mean, I, mean, I know you've only played two. I mean, probably... <clears throat> out of the ones that I've played, I really enjoyed playing the Tiefling. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know. It was just it was a cool experience getting to play someone else besides a human. But yeah, mostly the sessions I've played as the first session I didn't really create my character. Yeah, no, we were we had pre-made characters since we were all noobs starting out there. Uh huh. And he was a human. And then this this session with Chris of Strahd, uh, weren't we weren't we supposed to play humans? We we're supposed to play only humans. So yeah. I'm hoping next session or next adventure that uh not next session. Next adventure that um I get I get to choose a different race because I'm excited to see just how much in depth I can go with another race. 
Yeah, there's so much variety, and with the additions of, like, Volo's Guide to Monsters and some of the other source books, there's a bunch of other races like Warforged, Goliath. You can play as a fucking goblin if you want. I know, it's freaking <laughs> insane. It's yeah. so cool. Or you can play as a big robot that has an insane armor class at level one. Because mm-hmm. I had, um, yeah. I, no, I have played a Warforged, too. Um, he oh, had a 20 armor class at level one. Holy crap. Yeah, they get this thing where they automatically get plate armor at level one because they're robots. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> uh, quarantine. Don't you love it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gives us more time for D&D. <laughs> That's yes. for sure. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. yeah and I'm... As you were saying, it's just like, there's no limits to D&D. And then they just That's the best thing about keep... it. They keep increasing the no limits with mm-hmm. the more stuff that they add. And it's just, I'm excited to see how many characters I'll end up coming with. Yeah. Coming up well, with. Yeah, well, with you, honestly, the races I think you are more, it's like going off your personality here. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, half elves and humans seem like more in your range of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But then, I again, might... then again, D&D's about basically becoming another person yeah yeah so i'd love to try out a different race that's not like me at all you and... playing a half orc would be fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah or a hobgoblin oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny that would be yeah very funny i want to play a goblin just so i can talk in this voice yeah man <laughs> you killed my girlfriend <laughs> Uh, for context, that was, I think, our first session ever in D&D. We were fighting a group of goblins. We kill one of them, and this guy, then one of them just yells, YOU KILLED MY GIRLFRIEND! Yes, it was so funny. Yeah. And then we captured their child, I think. We did, and basically, we're like, give us information, gave us information, and then we... Let him go. Yeah. No, we let him go. And then he led us straight to their hideout. Which was pretty nice. Like, yeah. Dumbass goblin. And then, oh goodness, we have to tell him about the Clark fart. Oh, the Clark fart. <laughs> so, I don't know how many of you listening here are uh, well versed in uh, Lost Minds of Phandelver, which is the starter set adventure. Uh, but we went into this place called Cragmaw Cave. And the final boss of it is a bugbear named Clark, which is a pretty hard fight for level one characters. If the DM uh, actually rolled well, which ours didn't. Oh my gosh. So there was one goblin standing over my halfling rogue. Uh, who was, who was prone. prone. Yeah. So the goblin had advantage on the attack. And our wizard had just put the bugbear to sleep using the sleep spell. And somehow the goblin misses. And so the only thing the DM can think of why the goblin would miss is that the sleeping bugbear farted and made the goblin throw up. <laughs> it was just because we saw him roll it and then his face just like dropped because he had no idea what to do yeah and so he's just like so the sleeping goblin just oh well, it was a goblin right or what was bugbear bugbear the sleeping bugbear releases this huge fart and then he makes a fart noise and then us as sixth grader thinks a fart noise is hilarious haha <laughs> poo poo jokes yeah so we're dying already and then the fact that the fart made him throw up 
which caused him to miss the attack is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and that's, a, that's just one instance of our uh, very unmature brains doing <laughs> unmature things. Oh my gosh, I remember when Fazwaz's character freaking licked our wizard. Oh my boot. god, the bootlicker! The bootlicker. Oh man. Remember when his bard in Curse of Strahd just started saying everything was hot? Yep, I do remember that. Ooh, traveling along with a group of uh, very handsome men, that is hot. That is hot. Oh my gosh. Just uh, the variety of characters that that guy has played is. Oh hilarious. my god. A moody teenage girl rogue mm-hmm. who didn't want to do anything the party did. Um, a strange druid who was like. Who had the attitude of a cleric because he kept talking because they kept talking about the All Father and shit. And then that cleric, I mean that, uh, oh my gosh, druid, druid. I literally <laughs> just said it and I couldn't think of it. That <laughs> druid ended up killing itself with lightning. Yeah. So that was, and I believe he only played that character for three sessions. Three sessions, and then his very over the top, optimistic, hilarious bard. Mm-hmm. Who is now kind of mature because of a... Because he almost died. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, no. In case any of you here are planning to play Curse of Strahd, which I highly recommend to do it. It's an amazing adventure. But it's also terrifying and nerve-wracking and... And stressful! Oh my goodness. You will experience every single emotion humanly possible while playing yep. that game. Except maybe happiness. No, you, I've experienced happiness playing that. Yeah. I'm Killing sure. things gives me joy. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. I'm very glad no one in the party has created a murder hobo character. Gosh. Killing every single fucking NPC that we meet. That'd be terrifying. And of course, my parents have to vacuum during this time. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully my mic isn't picking it up that much. I'm not hearing anything. Okay. And besides, Discord does some automatic noise canceling stuff. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Alright, so now going on to the second part of character creation, we got the classes. Oh, which yes. is I think my favorite part. Oh, I mean that's you pick the race and then your class from that point on is what makes all of your decisions pretty much for you. Yeah, and so first up, we got the Barbarian! Y'all know the ragey hit shit guys, who have a crap ton of hit points, 1d12 per level. Yes. Um, They have this unarmored defense thing, Uh, so Barbarians, their main stats are going to be strength and constitution, Mm -hmm. but their unarmored defense is they can add 10 plus their dexterity plus their constitution modifier. Yeah. Which at, like... Level 5, say you have a plus 5 constitution and maybe a plus 2 dexterity, that's a 16 armor class without wearing any armor. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is. Um, And they get rages, which is cool. Yeah, I've always... There's been so many instances when playing a fighter, I'm like, man, I wish they had, we had rages. Mm-hmm. Honestly, blood hunters would be pretty good... Would be cool with rages, too. Imagine a uh, imagine a uh, a cleric with a rage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad I could just <laughs> preach. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. As they hold up their holy symbol. Have you heard of my god? <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. Praise the Raven Mother! <laughs> I now want to play a cleric barbarian multi-class. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, next up we got the Bards, which is one of my favorite classes of all time. They're just fun to play. I know they're fun, they're versatile. You can literally insult people to death. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, Vicious Mockery is one of my favorite cantrips in the entire game. Ow, I, fig I just figured out why I think I enjoy playing the fighter most. Ooh, why? Well, nah, I mean, why I picked fighter is because I didn't want to have to worry about spell slots. Spell slots, yeah. Like I was just like, I just want to hit things. Yeah. Honestly, with paladins, you don't really have to take care of spell slots because it's mostly just smite. Smite. Um, you got barbarians. They don't have spell uh spell slots or spells or anything either. <laughs> Bards are kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah. I which know. is my favorite thing about them. They're high charisma, which is great. Yes. Um, they can cast some really good utility spells, including like stinking cloud, which makes uh if if you cast it on an area, any creature that starts its turn in the area has to make a constitution saving throw or begin to throw up and lose their turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's great. Yes. Oh man. Okay, so what's after a bard? After a bard, you got the cleric. <laughs> we were just we were just talking about yeah. clerics. Clerics, the holy men. They they praise the god and get the powers. Mm-hmm. Isn't do we have a cleric in our group right yeah, now? Yeah, we got Harith. Harith. Like Man, cleric. he does not Harith does not do much with his god. Yeah. What just happened. Oh my god, the Father Lucian shit. Yeah. Yeah. But clerics, they get so many domains, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh they like knowledge, life, light, which is what our cleric friend is, which mm -hmm. allows clerics to cast fireball. Which our cleric did one of the coolest things with Fireball. Frickin' set 18 vampire coffins on fire. Also, the whole thing when I mean, those like three sessions when my character didn't do anything. Oh, when uh, he used uh, Thaumaturgy to make it look like a wall of fire. Yeah. Oh my yes, god. Yes. So all so... he did was set a little piece of grass on fire with burning hands and, and then went... used Thaumaturgy to make it huge <laughs> and it scared the shit out of some guards. It was, some, it was great. It was fucking hilarious. There's also nature domain, tempest mm -hmm. domain, trickery, war, and there's even more. They almost have as much as wizards. I think it's funny that our light cleric has picklocks a ton of things and tried to steal from someone in the town. Yeah, he used to be a... His background was he was a charlatan, so he was kind of swindler. Yeah. So he knows that stuff. And next up, we got the Druids, which is a class I've never played before, actually. But, like we were just saying, one of the people in our adventure uh, played one for three sessions. And three sessions, and then killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Graham's character was just, don't kill yourself, then walked away. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that still makes me laugh so much, bro. Then again, you were charmed by the axe. Yeah. Well, it's just all like, 
I kind of want to die. Hey, don't do that, man. Anyways, I'm going to go walk off and stare at this axe for an hour. Don't die, bitch. <laughs> what was funny is the first lightning strike that he did on himself did, what, seven damage? <laughs> seven damage! At level five, that is nothing! Oh, man. That was funny. He never even got to use Wild Shape, which is one of my favorite uh, druid abilities. You get to turn into any animal that you've seen before. And it doesn't even take a spell slot! Yeesh. Alright, so, so like, what, what, what else can a druid do? Uh, druids have a lot of nature-based spells, which is like elemental, yeah. uh, fire, ice, air, earth, all that stuff. They have the more primordial spells. Mm-hmm. Um, they have wild shape, which is amazing. I freaking love it. Yeah. Um. So they also get a druid circle. Um. They get druid circles, which give them some more spells. Some, uh, like say circle of the land. They get this ability called natural recovery, where they mm-hmm. can regain some of their magical energy by sitting and communicating with nature's. So they can gain some spell slots over a short rest. Yeah. They also have this thing called Timeless Body at 18th level, which allows... it. <laughs> starting at 18th level, the primal magic you wield causes your body to age more slowly. For every 10 years that you pass, your body only ages a year. <laughs> so it's almost like the monk's ability that yeah. old age does not slow them down, mm-hmm. but better. Because yeah. these guys can live for 100 years and only have aged 10. Yeah, I know. That's just, that's crazy. Yeah. There's also Circle of the Moon, which is uh, said to be one of the most powerful cir- uh, druid circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows you to have a combat wild shape, um, which allows you to use wild shape as a bonus action. Yeah. Instead of an action. And next up, we got your boy, the fighter. Yes, sir. Yeah, so fighters. Literally, pretty much the only class that I've like mainly played, other than a monk. You played a monk a little bit. A ton of fun to play, and I I miss playing the monk. Yeah, and a tiny bit paladin. Like literally two sessions of a paladin, (laughs) and then you got annoyed by the other players, which was fucking hilarious. It's just, oh my gosh, they just kept asking questions. They kept asking questions that you had just answered. Yeah, it was like, and they kept trying to ask questions about the lore. That they wouldn't yeah. know yet. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna give them that. So yeah, uh, I love fighters. Fighters are the uh, like the basic class of D anD. d But there's uh, still so much depth they, that can go into them. Yeah, the fact that they're basic allows you to have more backstory element to it. Mm-hmm. Like my backstory for my character, I'll go ahead and explain that right now. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. backstory is my guy who lived in the village of Barovia. Um, was abused by his parents, and so he found this wizard dude to go fight this strange mystical creature that had been haunting the land. And then when I went there, uh, it turned out to be big old baddie himself, and I ran away. Yeah, Mr. Strahdman. Yeah, and then I ran away into the forest, and then had been survived. What was the name of the forest called? I forget. The Svalich Woods. I hate that place. The the Svalich Woods (laughs) Forest. Uh, the Sage Woods, not Forest, I guess. Um, but um, so I had been living there for okay, so I believe it was seven years. Yeah, seven. What I was thinking. Seven years 
and by myself and I basically swore to myself never run away from anything again. And mm-hmm. so then I was like I came across these people and uh, <laughs> bunch of weirdos like, running through the woods. And it was funny, I actually I beat up an ex god and It was like, fucking hilarious. I beat him up and he's mad at me now. He doesn't trust me. Oh uh, yeah. And so and they were like, hey, might as well tag along we need your help and i was like yeah i'll do it and then i fell in love with the mp the npc that um we were escorting that we were escorting and the same the same thing that his past character did is every is if garrett dies is just every character you have gonna fall in love with irena no this is the last one oh but i i just hope garrett doesn't die oh yeah me neither garrett's awesome man i know him and him and uh graham's character are like best friends Ah, uh, yeah, they've got a great friendship. Even though they're like, how old Garrett? Complete opposites. <laughs> they are. They're complete opposites. Merrick's this moody ass, depressed bitch, and Garrett's the more optimistic one, who's actually Garrett, happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone is struggling with like emotions, and I'm just like the the 18 year old that's been living in the fort, the woods for seven years. That's completely mentally stable. How do I act like a normal human again? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so, I, I pretty much just—I'm basically to sum my character up. I'm a Captain America. Yeah, he's pretty much a Captain America with a magic bow. Yeah, which is a yeah. lot of fun, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's my backstory. We mm-hmm. kind of drifted off a little bit, but yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> the the more we drift off, the better. That that gives us more content. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing about fighters, though, I think their subclasses are really damn awesome. Oh my! Like you God, got the. Yes. You got the champion, who has the improved critical level 3, which allows you to make a 19 or a 20 be a critical hit. Oh uh, my gosh. That was so useful. Yes, it was. At 7th level, you got Remarkable Athletes, which means you can add half your proficiency bonus round up to any strength, dexterity, or constitution check. Which mm-hmm. is pretty nice. Yes. Uh, and then there's, like, Battlemaster, which is one I've always wanted to use. It gives you combat superiority, which allows you to do 3 maneuvers... It uh, gives you su- superiority dice, and it's it's really dang cool. Yeah. But the maneuvers are crazy. Like, there's some called light... Uh, You've got stuff like commander strike, disarming attack, distracting strike, evasive footwork, fainting attack, goading attack, lunging attack, maneuvering attack, menacing attack, parry, precision attack, pushing attack, rally, repose, sweeping attack, and trip attack. Wow. it's a lot <laughs> of attacks. Yeah, they get two of those. That's kind of crazy. At fifth level. But then one of my personal favorites, Eldritch Knight, uh, allows uh, fighters to do a little bit of spellcasting. Yeah. Which is actually allows you to do a build that can help you make the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Oh, that's cool. So you know how you can do all those shouts and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so at third level, you take the spell Thunderwave, and all you gotta yell is Fusro Da and cast <laughs> Thunderwave. Oh, man. Yeah. And we got another one of your boys here. Up next is the Monk. Oh, yes. that I think I, I'm definitely going to go back to playing Monk sometime. Oh, Monks are so much fun. They're a little bit complicated, but they're really fun. Oh, my God. Like, the uh, key point system is, like, a little bit... It's like, it took me a little bit to start understanding it, but once I did, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's nowhere as bad as spell slots. <laughs> I can't believe you guys forgot my sword. But I, I have it now. Yeah. Be good. Know, but... <sighs> wait, right, wait, it... you do have it now? 
Yeah. The 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 uh, zombie zombie brought it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a sad. Uh, oh, that was so sad. Bro. Yeah. To explain that, after his character died fighting off some creatures we should not have entangled with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had to leave his body behind, which fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was unconscious. All died. Yeah. yeah, I was unconscious, so I was already being carried. Uh, but we made it to an encampment the next day, really, and frickin' his character, his corpse was walking, and he gave the NPC that he fell in love with a flower, and then fucking disintegrated. Oh my god! And the way that our DM described it, I was ah! tearing up, bro. I was so. Oh my! God. Every time, so what I do with uh. With the way uh, uh, RDM DMs is he's a god. I kind of pictured it in like filmmaking. It's like this is what it would look like if we were in like a show. Yeah, and it's so cool. I just because like I envision every battle like that. I envision every single scene like that. Mm -hmm. It's just imagine if we had Curse of Stroud as an animated TV show. I'd be or just a TV show like like kind of what kind of like game of thrones yeah like, oh that would make so God. much sense oh yeah uh there's something i wanted to mention last uh time when we tried to do the stream and it fucking failed yes but critical role is launching an animated show <gasps> really yes oh my gosh what is it based on uh it's based off their first campaign it's called the legends of vox machina it was originally going to start out with a 30 minute it was only going to be a 30 minute special but they raised 11 fucking million dollars. <laughs> so, they're, they're producing two seasons right now. Oh my gosh. 11 fucking million! 11 million dollars. This is to show how big the Critical Role uh, community actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the monk here. <laughs> we, we rambled there. Yes, uh, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, monks are amazing because uh, at tenth level, uh, you become immune. Um, yep, I'm dead. Immune to poison and disease. Yeah. So you like can't be poisoned and you can't get sick. It's sick. Um, at fifteenth level, you suffer none of the fragility of old age, and you can't be aged magically. Wow. It's awesome. And the monastic uh, monastic traditions are really cool. Way of the open hand is the basic one. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows you to um, heal yourself. Uh, you can manipulate your enemy's key. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my favorites is actually Way of the Shadows, which is you can spend key points to cast Dark Vision, Darkness, Pass Without a Trace, or Silence. Yeah. Um, you are so much fun, dude. They are, dude. Um, you've got Way of the Four Elements, which allows you to cast elemental spells, mm-hmm. which is sick as fuck. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all the ones in the basic player's handbook. Yeah. We'll go through the um Xanthars, which has the extra subclasses and stuff. Uh, but next up we got Paladin, the most overpowered official basic five E class. Yeah, and one of our characters plays him. Yeah. But he doesn't play it right. 
<laughs> this boy does not know how to play a paladin. He uses none of the auras. Uh, he only smites. He didn't even use find uh, some like find steed, which is an essential paladin spell once you reach fifth level. It literally gives you a fucking horse. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying. Imagine. To... So imagine as we're easier. reading this, what I'm doing is kind of trying to decide what class I want to do for my next character. Yeah, yeah. I might like run a one shot on this podcast sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, and just record the Discord audio like we're doing now. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, freaking paladins. They get smites, which is dumb. Eh, smites are dumb. Sometimes smites have come in handy. They do come in handy, but no character should be that fucking powerful. Well, you want to talk about overpowered characters? You really want to do this <laughs> I knew right you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. Oh my god. Look, I'm playing an unofficial class. I can't believe the DM accepted that, man. Yeah. Oh, the fact that you can literally transform yourself into a fucking wolf. <laughs> and use lightning power. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your freaking Yo. curses. At 15th level, I can gain radiant damage. Alright. Well, guys, it looks like we're going to end the uh, the Discord here. Um, I'm going to hop off. Because now that he can get freaking... Radiant damage! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sadly, in Curse of Strahd, we're only going to 10th level. Yeah, it's what it's designed for. But who knows? We may reach... I think we might reach 12th level. With if we go to... No. It would be amazing if we reached 20th level. There's no way. We would have to like, play the session for like six years. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we could like... I don't know. Oh, I just realized something. What? Once they go back to Faerun, they're not going to be famous or anything. No one will know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Yeah. I Garrett doesn't care. Well, Garrett's not Would Garrett come people. back with us? If Irina does, yeah. Because I think, because we have that um, theory that Irene is actually from. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like. Yeah. But yeah, Garrett, because Garrett, you're kind of like Garrett's family. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll just stick with you guys, even though you're all stupid fucking idiots all the time. Mentally damaged idiots. That's Especially your character. I'm going to go outside the safe circle and fight. Three vampires at and once. Forget about opportunity attacks. I'm sorry, I forgot about opportunity attacks. <laughs> it didn't cross my mind. I just, I completely had to do every single ability that I had in your life. Fucking hell, man! Oh my god! I swear the DM's trying to fucking kill me. No, you're killing yourself. Not on purpose. <laughs> Think before you act. No! <laughs> Never. It's not what my character would do! That's very true. <laughs> okay, the paladin oaths are really cool, actually. Oath of devotion, uh, basic, boring. You can't lie or cheat. Uh, you never fear to act. You aid others, protect the weak, and treat others with fairness. Yeah, that's... Boring! Basically, that's basically what being a good citizen is. Yeah, you got Oath of the Ancients, which is really cool. 
which is uh, three racks of mercy, kindness, and kindle the hope in the world. So bring back uh, hope, uh, shelter the lights, uh, protect all the good in the world, uh, don't get corrupted, and be the beacon of light. That's the Oath of the Ancients, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, Oath of Vengeance, which is what our fucking paladin is, and it's fight the greater evil, no mercy for the wicked, uh, do it by any means necessary. Yep. Eh. Which to him means smite, 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 smite. Look at this! He gets these really cool spells. He's got Bane, Hunter's Mark, Hold Person, and Misty Step, and he's used none of them! Hunter's Mark, man. What is that? Sounds cool. Hunter's, Hunter's Mark is actually one of my favorite spells in D&D. It allows you to mark an enemy that you can see, and for the spell's duration, you know exactly where it is at all times, and you deal an extra D6 damage when attacking an it. An extra D6? Yeah. What are you doing? Come on, use it! Use it! <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, right? No, I'm just gonna use all of my speed and walk up to the guy and use smite. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Smite's a very, very powerful ability. Use it, is. it, but don't only use it. Use freaking other useful ones. Yeah. You know one of my favorite things about warlocks? What? They have is this that, ability. Is that what's up next? Uh, no, rangers actually next. But warlocks, um, they have this ability that is only in Xanthar's. That is pretty much a, an the exact opposite of divine smite. It's called Eldritch Smite. And it does force damage! Oh, man. Yeah. And next up is Rangers, which is one of the most hated-on classes in the entire community. Why, though? Because people... Oh, okay. So the community's filled with min-maxers. They want to be as powerful as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Rangers don't do that much damage. And um, they are more utility. And they're just like, fuck off, we want damage. Yeah. I mean, but ranger then again, it depends on what session you're doing. Who knows? A ranger may come in a ton of use. Yeah, I play a game with uh, my family. Um, we have a ranger in the group. Uh, we would have died without him. Yeah. Getting lost yeah. in the woods. Don't sleep on the ranger. <laughs> that yeah. was actually before picking fighter. I was thinking about ranger. Yeah, rangers are cool. They get to cast spells. They get an animal companion. Mm -hmm. uh, they have this thing called favorite doggo. Actually, the ranger. Grant's character let a dog die in his backpack. Shut the fuck up! I still feel bad about that. Just completely forgot about him and let him die. Shut up! Oh man, dude! You're never gonna let me live that down, are you? No, never. Just because I accidentally killed a dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. In fact, speaking of dogs, the ranger that I um that my uh party member plays has a dog as their companion. Yep. It's a mastiff. But yeah, rangers they get this thing called favorite enemy where they can track specific kinds of enemies a lot better. Okay. So like you could track goblins better, you could track wolves better. Um like that that is the uh monster or beast you are specifically trained to hunt for. It's nice. Yeah, that's super cool actually. Mhm. Mm and the ranger we played with in our first campaign, 
uh, was a hunter, which means uh, he did not sadly get the animal companion. Mm-hmm. But Colossus Slayer. Yes. Colossus Slayer. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, uh, if it's already been hurt, the creature takes an extra 1d6 damage. 1d8 damage. That's... Ranger Smite. It's Ranger yes. Smite. It is Ranger Smite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beastmaster allows you to get an animal companion as you level up. Your animal companion can be a uh, better level. So, like, you could get a you could get a black bear as a companion. That'd be pretty sick. That'd be kind of adorable and sick at the same time. You just, uh, like, in Critical Role... Like, like, when you sleep, you just cuddle with your black bear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the characters in Critical Role was a ranger and actually had a brown bear named Trinket. I'd have a brown bear, and I'm. I'd actually. I'd have a black bear, and I named him Blue. Aw, the bear necessities. Come to you. <laughs> okay, next up, rogue. Oh goodness! Now the rogue class is great if you want to hide, jump out of the shadows, and kill an enemy in a fucking instant. Yes, that's like roll for stealth. Okay, forty-two. I've literally done that as a rogue. (laughs) It's so fucking crazy. (laughs) If you want to talk about overpowered. (laughs) Well, rogues, they aren't good unless they're stealthed. Uh, The thing is, uh, rogues, they get the sneak attack bonus, which allows them to do a shit ton of extra damage. Mm -hmm. Um, But at at fifth level, a rogue gets an extra D6. Really? An extra, not extra D6, extra 3D6 for sneak attack damage. Wow, really? And assassin rogues, they get an auto crit, which means if you're hidden with like a short sword or something, that is about uh, 5D6. Wow. Rogues. Rogues. Your audio is doing something weird. Really? Is it doing something weird? Oh! (laughs) 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 Yo. Assassin. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Assassin Rogues get an ability at 13th level called Imposter. Q Are Among you Us noises. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it's right here. Uh, you gain the ability to un- um, unerringly mimic another person's speech, writing, and behavior. Rogue be kind of sus, though. <laughs> Q Among Us noises. Uh, they also get the Arcane Trickster, which is what my rogue was. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, gram.exe has stopped working. <laughs> um, wow. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is sound weird. <laughs> I just can't... It sounds weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a gnome. Wait, really? You kind of sound like what I imagine gnomes to sound like almost. Hey. 
I just turned. Oh my god. I just turned to hear myself on it. exactly what a gnome would sound like, bro. Oh my goodness. Uh, Clayton the gnome, everybody. I love voice mod, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So next up in the player's handbook, we got the sorcerer class. Ooh. Which is pretty much a less complicated wizard. Wizard, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, if I remember, you said your next character, if the one in this campaign dies, is that going to be a wizard or a sorcerer? Warlock. Warlock. Oh my gosh, I always get wizard and warlock mixed up. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about sorcerers, they uh, don't have to study and work meticulously for years like those nerdy-ass wizards. Uh-huh. These guys are actually born with their magic. That's cool. Because either one of their well, ancestors... Basically, they're born, born with super... Yeah, kind of. Either because one of their ancestors had the, uh, the great idea to fuck a dragon. <laughs> let, let me just say, one of the sorcerer's <laughs> origins is draconic bloodline. Imagine a dragon. <laughs> Imagine fucking a dragon. <laughs> Bards! <laughs> That's also Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> Donk, bold of you to assume Donkey from Shrek isn't a bard. Really? He sings. He d- oh he doesn't do much attack damage, and he fucked a dragon. Oh my god! Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorcerers, you're either born with wild magic, which is uh, also pretty damn cool. I love it a lot. Uh, or draconic bloodline. There are a few in Xanathar's that let you be like a shadow sorcerer, which means you're born with darker magic. Yeah. It's really damn cool. Uh, but with the Draconic Bloodline, at you can literally, like, I think it's at... Hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I think with some of them you can breathe fire or something. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> What does this one sound like? So weird! It's like the auto-tune, but, like, deeper. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that did sound weird. Oh All God. I can do is make myself super echoey. Because I, I don't have, have voice, voice mod on, on here. here, here. Yeah. yeah. This, this one, one is, is basically a megaphone. megaphone. Sounds like a megaphone. Yeah. yeah. Alright, next up, we got one of my favorite classes of all time. We got the Warlock! The Warlock. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, yeah. Welcome the Warlock. Yeah, so Warlock is the class for you if you want to sell your soul to some sort of demonic sugar daddy to get yourself a, t- a 1d10 force damage cantrip. That was a perfect explanation. Yes. <laughs> the ba- the basic thing warlocks do is literally cast Eldritch Blast and almost nothing else. So and- basically you're saying it's an annoying class. Uh, yeah, because nothing is resistant to force damage. Yeah, I actually, I need to use my Bursting Arrow more because it's force damage. Yeah, it's pretty damn powerful. 3d6. Or is it 2d6? It is, I think, 2d6. Let me see. Yeah, 2d6 force damage. It's still, who knows, I can still get friggin' 12 damage. Yeah. Of force damage. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the voice mod thing is affecting your audio because you keep cutting out. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, but warlocks, you sell your soul to a big demon daddy up in the sky. <laughs> or down below, you never know. Uh, and you get some really cool powers. Uh, some of them can give you some uh, extra spells. Um, uh, and then you get a pact boon, which is pretty cool. You can make yourself like... What's, what's your favorite spell? Uh, my favorite spell for the warlock? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say I really like... There's a combo that's really good. You take the Eldritch Invocation at level 2 called uh, Devil Sight, which gives you magical dark vision, allows you to see 120 feet and in magical darkness as well. And then you take darkness. You throw down darkness, you got Devil's Sight, you Eldritch Blast everybody in there. Holy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I do like Eldritch Smite a lot, but that's a, not a spell. Yeah, you told me what that was. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also, like, uh, with a specific subclass of Warlock, you get a certain kind of smite. Okay. At level one. Which is pretty nice. But next up, we got the... <laughs> but next up, we got the nerdy-ass wizards. Yay! The boys that spend their their almost their entire lives researching and studying magic. These are the most stereotypical fantasy classes because wizards are cool. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a lizard, Harry. You're a lizard. <laughs> you can actually play a lizard in D&D. You can are play you as a lizard. Serious? <laughs> yes, I am. He plays a fucking lizard man who walks on two legs, walking around like, Hey, what you doing? I'm a lizard! Exactly, bro. Like we were saying, D&D has no limits. <laughs> Not at all. Now you see, the wizards, while being incredibly powerful and the ultimate utility caster, uh, they have shit hit points. Like, garbage hit points. Oh, really? They get 1d6 per wizard level. Yikes! Yeah, but the thing is, their spellcasting... Um, uh, their spellcasting ability is incredible. Um, All of their attacks are ranged, right? Most of them, yeah. There are some melee spells. Yeah, so I think that's why they don't have that many hit points. Yeah. Um, but they got some really good spells. There are those wizard people who main fireball, and that's just so dumb. Just Fireballing everything is not always the answer. Please, anyone yeah. out there, anyone who out there listening to this who plays a, a wizard who only uses fireball, please stop. Stop it. Get some help. Exactly. Um, and that's all we got for the classes. But next up in the bla ba Blasic. Whoa. Blasic. In the Blasic Player's Handbook. <laughs> the basic <laughs> rules or Player's Handbook is the backgrounds, which are kind of fun. They allow you to... Um, did you say uh, backgrounds are kind of fun? Yeah. Not backstories. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. The background, the feature that gives you your personality traits and some proficiencies. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Such so as how I chose a... Um... Oh, my God. Was it Outlander? A gladiator. Ah, yes, gladiator for Graydon. But for all the basic overview of all the backgrounds, you got Acolytes. Which means you're pretty much in service of a temple or priest or something. So you're a priest. You're a god boy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, my background for Gary is an elf. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so then you got charlatan, which are the swindlers, the guys who trick you out of your money without you even realizing it. They're cool. Yeah, criminals. That speaks for itself. Yeah, either blackmail people, steal from people, um, buy illegal goods, rob people, kill people, pickpocket people, or smuggle things. Yeah. You got the entertainer, which is uh, pretty good. I like it. It's pretty much you're an entertainer. You're either a, a performer, a storyteller, a musician, something like that. Mm-hmm. You got Folk Hero, which is, uh, I think, one of my favorites out there, actually. That's what... Um... Bulldime was. Bulldime, yep. Yeah. So you're pretty much... You saved someone, and now you're kind of a hero. You're cool. Commoners listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Um, let's see. We also have guild artisan, which means you're in a guild or head of a guild. Mm-hmm. They're usually people who do specific tasks and things like alchemists, armorers, masons, potters, smiths, wagon makers, cooks. All of those can be a guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, there's also the Hermit, which lives in seclusion. Yes. Out in uh. the wilds, usually. You got the Noble, which are the stuck-up, high-class of the D&D world. They think they're better than everyone else, and they're very, very fucking fancy. Yep, pretty <laughs> Yep. Uh, you have the Outlander, which is, uh, you grew up in the wilds far from civilization. Um, you're pretty much a boy who lived in the wild for maybe seven years. And Garrett? Yeah. Uh, you got Sage, which is, uh, yeah, these are the nerds. <laughs> you spent years yeah. studying the lores of the multiverse? Nerd! Uh, you got Sailor, that yet again speaks I, for itself. I like how we're roasting people like they're nerds, even though we're doing a D&D podcast right now. Yeah, we're the fucking nerdiest <laughs> people on Earth! <laughs> Yeah, you got sailors, which means you're you're uh, you're a sea boy, uh, uh, if I may, a sea man. <laughs> so if you like the sea, man, dude, I'm so f- immature, man. <laughs> I know. So if you like the sea, man, the sailors, you're a goddamn background. <laughs> dude, dude, we are so. Immature, bro. I mean, what do you expect? We're this is literally a podcast of a bunch of nerdy teenagers. <laughs> There's no maturity on this. He says the sea man, if you will. <laughs> if you like the sea man. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got the soldier, which is pretty much uh, your, your your fighter boy who. Did some work in the military. Yep. So, Captain America. Captain America. Uh, you got the urchin, which means you grew up on the street alone, you're a poor boy. As to quote Jack Sepsky, Ha ha! Poor! <laughs> oh, good old Jack Sepsky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that's all the basic D&D stuff. Now we got, I got two books full of extra stuff. Oh, boy. So first up, we got Xanthar's Guide to Everything, and I've got Explorer's Guide to Wildemount, which is the official D&D um, uh, Critical Role D&D book. Uh, it's amazing. It's got detailed Critical maps. Critical Role has changed the entire game of D&D. 
I know, right? It's fucking amazing. But yeah, the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount is their campaign setting. It also has some new subclasses, new spells, all that good stuff. So first up in Xanthar's Guide to Everything, we of course have the new subclasses, which are damn cool. Mm-hmm. So we got Barbarian with their new three subclass. There are three new subclasses, I believe. You got the Zealot, Storm Herald, and Ancestral Guardian. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Zealot, I think. Let me see if I can find the Zealot. Zealot is, yeah. Um, some deities inspire their followers to pitch themselves into a ferocious battle fury. So they are pretty much uh, paladins with anger problems. That just sounds like you're in utter chaos. Yeah, uh, you got the Path of the Ancestral Guardian, which means, um, uh, you get the protection of your ancestors with ya. Um, so that, that, that that is pretty much for if you're a coward and you don't want to die uh, instead of risking your life like an actual person. Cowards! I'm sorry, I'm roasting some of these. Yeah, yeah you are. But you know what? They're fucking cowards. Fucking cowards. Uh, you got Path of the Storm Herald, which is pretty cool. Uh, it, it allows you to have a storm soul, which is an aura that deals damage, I think. Which is Did pretty cool. Storm Soul? Yeah, boy! <laughs> Storm Soul? Yeah, you you pretty much become a barbarian that uh, wields the elements. Literally? Wield weather. Dude. Storm Soul just sounds freaking sick. It really does. It just, oh my gosh, it just sounds like you're gonna freaking someone's day up. Yeah, you're gonna be fucking the day up. <laughs> Bringing the bad weather in here. Yeah. Holy. Uh, next up, we've got the Bard subclasses. We got College of Glamour, College of Swords, and College of Whispers. Okay. Now, College of Glamour definitely goes for more the, I think, glamorous side of Bards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Bards who master their craft in the uh, the vibrant realm of the Feywild, or under tutelage of someone who dwelled there. Uh, Which means you're fancy and you like elven magic. Yes. Uh, You got College of Swords, which allows you to be a more attack-focused bard. It's more like probably a showman bard. With uh, weapons, you could be like the stage performer, you do stage fights. Uh, 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 Gladiator arenas. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got my favorite of these subclasses, the College of Whispers. Uh, it allows you to... It's really a spy bard, almost. Mm. You're a performer. That's cool. You pretend to be someone else. You can um, you can hit people in their mind with psychic damage at level 3. You can inspire words of terror in people by whispering in their ear. Okay. It really just allows you to mess with people's minds. It's really damn cool. Yeah, that's just so basically you're just you're just f-ing around with people. Yeah, but my favorite thing is the words of terror. It's just like you can say almost anything um that can inspire terror. So usually it's innocent stuff like um uh stuff like uh you better run, you never know what's coming. Or if you're one of those extra bards, you can just be like 
I'm gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> and just and just terrify them be magically. Like, be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna your entire family. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your entire family. The entire family tree. <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I laughing? I don't know, but it's making why? me laugh. <laughs> why, why am I laughing? It's making me laughing. So next up, we got cleric subclasses. Okay. We got the for cleric of the forge domain. We got grave domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so forge domain allows you to like, um, you're you're a follower of a god, but you're also like a blacksmith or a, for- a foraging guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can uh pretty much make uh you can infuse weapons and stuff with magic. It's cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, cleric of the grave. Grave domains are cool. Uh, they are trying to rid the world of the undead. So things can stay truly dead and have eternal peace in their god's radiance. (laughs) I just see clerics as like those uh, uber Christians who talk about nothing but God. That's the only thing I imagine. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. As someone who has experience with that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about uh, right. And people, I, I'll respect your religion and shit, but please don't bring God into every single conversation. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> uh, next up, we got druids. You got the circle of dreams, a circle of the shepherd. Yeah, those are the only two. So for circle of dreams, um, they have strong ties to the Feywild again and dreamlike realms, which is cool. You get more like dreamlike magic. That is very cool. Uh, Circle of the Shepherd. Um, they commune with spirits of beasts and fae. And if you could see this adorable picture of the drawing, it's a um, druid sitting, um, sitting down on the ground with two little wolf puppies chasing their um, each other around her feet. It's adorable. Yes, that is very adorable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then we got fighters. Yay! And fighters. the plus you actually use is from this book. Oh. So you so in this one we have the samurai, the cavalier, and the arcane archer. Since Clayton, you know what the arcane archer is all about. So why don't you do the explaining for this one? Okay. So with this fun class. Um, basically, you get to pick two, ele- basically, kind of like, I don't want to say elemental arrows, magic arrows. So the two that I, the two that I chose, the first one I chose is the bursting arrow, which, if it hits, does 2d6 force damage and explodes. So basically, Big. yeah. And then the grasping arrow, which I found to be most helpful in the campaign that I'm in right now, uh, it, if it hits, uh, it basically prevents them from moving. Uh, yeah, well, it slows their movement down to five feet. Yeah, it says ten feet speed penalty. 
uh, and it does 2d6 each time it tries to move. So, yeah, it's a it's a big oof. Yeah. And they but, just get more powerful as you level up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and actually, one of Graham's characters, he kind of, what he did is he did this ability, but he did it with swords. Yeah, I created an entire homebrew subclass that takes that transfers the Archean Archer thing into, like, sword skills. Uh, if any of you know SAO, I'm a huge fan. It but, is um, the greatest anime, even though people don't like it. It's so yeah. freaking good. It's so <laughs> it's good, especially the new season, like... Okay, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Samurai uh, is pretty much defense... Um, you're pretty much a honorable fighter. You do, like... You fight battles with honor. Um, you have a little bit more it's, defense. So basically, you're an opposite of a rogue. Yeah, you're the opposite of a rogue. Uh, and cavalier, uh, you do your best battle on horseback. It gives yeah. you some bonuses when you're on the back of a horse and that kind of stuff. It's cool. Uh, next up, we got monks. Now, one of my favorite is... Way of the Drunken Master. <laughs> that just sounds amazing. So you literally just get to fight like a drunkard. Even That's if you're cool. not actually drunk, you look That's drunk. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You got the Kensei, which allows you to cast uh, some spells. And you got Sun Soul, which fills you with divine energy, if we need any more divine shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we totally need that. Yeah. Totally, definitely. Definitely. I'm definitely not with you guys. We definitely need it. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Paladin subclasses. Now, this one actually has something really interesting. We have a Paladin of Conquest. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So, Paladins with Conquest, they have, uh, they seek glory in battle and the subjugation of their enemies. So really, you douse the flame of hope. You need to humiliate your enemy, make it feel like they have no hope. Uh, rule with an iron fist. And strength above everything. So these guys are more of a chaotic, neutral, almost dipping into evil. Which is different than most paladins. It's, it's cool. Yeah. That is the very one, interesting. The one paladin I will respect is this one. <laughs> Yeah, because all the others smite, 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 smite. These get uh, channel divinity is their um, conquering presence. They force things to be frightened, and you get a guided strike. When you make an attack roll, you can use your channel divinity to get a plus ten bonus to the roll. Plus ten. Plus ten. Are you kidding me? No, so you can literally make it an auto-hit. Of course you can. Uh, you've got Aura of Conquest, which allows you to menacing Aura. aura. Um, if a creature has frightened you, its speed is reduced to zero while in the Aura, and the creature takes psychic damage! Awesome. And then we got the Oath of the Redemption. These are like the, the, nice, the nice mother paladins. Yes, good old, good old mother paladins. The tenets of redemption are peace, innocence, patience, and wisdom. 
They're they're the nice paladins, the the, the kind ones, the, like the grandma that bakes you cookies. Yeah. Good old. And will smite anybody who does you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so next up we got Ranger. Uh, they have the Horizon Walker, the Monster Slayer, and Gloom Stalker. These guys are more to the, I think, the stealth sides. Monster Slayer is obviously towards like killing monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Gloom Stalker is definitely going to be something very um, stealthy ish. I don't know much about uh, Rangers, but here we go. Rogue. I think this one has the most amount of subclasses in this book. Probably. You have the Swashbuckler, which is really cool because you can disengage. Um. It's pretty much denying anybody opportunity attacks. <laughs> okay, that would have been helpful. Yeah, we got the Mastermind, which is uh, ingenious. This is less for combat use and more for out of combat, which is cool. Yeah. I like that there's a class that does that, but allows yeah. you to think up plans and stuff really quickly. Yeah, it's a class where you get to be smart. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you got the Inquisitive, which are like the interrogators. And the Scout, which... Speaks for itself. Yeah, and then I think yeah. Next up is the sorcerer, which is cool. You got divine soul, more divine shit. Storm sorcerer, which is uh, weather storms, and then you got <laughs> shadow sorcerer, which I think is uh, shadow sorcerer. Sounds cool. Yeah, shadow sorcerers is pretty much you don't want to play warlock, but you still want to be edgy. That makes sense. That makes sense. One of my favorite things about the uh, Shadow Sorcerer is uh, Shadow Sorcerer quirks. It's either you are always icy cold to the touch, uh, or when you're asleep, you don't appear to breathe. Uh, you barely bleed, even when badly injured. Your heart, beat once, your heart beats once per minute. This event sometimes surprises you. Or um, you have trouble remembering that living creatures and corpses should be treated differently. Oh my gosh. And you blinked. Once. Last week. I <laughs> love you to be shadowy and edgy all yeah. you want. Yeah. Divine soul is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're like super upbeat? Yeah, it's the it's the divine. You get divine magic. Mm-hmm. Um, which means you can get... A, um, according to what your character's alignment is, good characters, good divine souls get cure wounds, evil get inflict wounds, lawful gets bless, chaos gets bane, and neutral, true neutral gets protection from evil and good. It's kind of okay. cool. Yeah. This is pretty and cool. then we got the warlock subclasses, which has my all-time favorite subclass of all time in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't even need to talk about the Warlock of the Celestial, which is Cleric, but you sold your soul. <laughs> okay. So how Clerics are usually just uh, pledged their um, life and service. Warlocks are like, yeah, here, have my soul instead. I don't want to give you any servitude and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you've got Warlock of the Hexblade. Which pretty much your patron is a, uh, is a magical weapon. Okay. My favorite subclass. Um, this is the class that allows you to get a smite at first level. Okay. You can hex people to do more damage and gain hit points back when you kill them. Yeah. Okay. 
Are um, you kind of overpowered? Yeah. Uh, and then Xanthars gets you some more powerful Eldritch invocations, including... Um, where is it? I thought Eldritch Smite was on here. Ah, there it is. Eldritch Smite. Um, yeah, it's Divine Smite, but Eldritch. Okay. <laughs> and then I think this is the last subclass on here for now. We got the Wizard. With their lonely one subclass. Oh. One is the loneliest number. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they have eight back in the player's handbook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one is the War Mage, which gives you better defense. So this is for coward wizards! Okay. Uh, it allows you to add bonuses to your AC and make your spells a little bit more powerful. Okay. Yeah. So it's just kind of simplistic. Yeah, but kind of simplistic. Uh, but my, one of my favorite things about Xanthars is they give you this whole chapter on how to uh, flesh out your backstory more. Uh, it gives you origins. Uh, your parents, you roll for it. Um, you don't know who your parents... You know who your parents were or you don't. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd actually be super helpful. Because, you see, I struggle with coming up with ideas for a story. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like if I had an idea, I could be able to execute my backstory really, yeah. really well. So It's got parents, it has birthplace, number of siblings, family, family lifestyle, childhood home, childhood memories, um, background stuff to give you, um, to see why you became that background. Like, I became an outlander because... Um... Uh, I came to understand the darkness that lurks in the wilds, and I vowed to combat it. Okay. It allows you to understand uh, why you trained in the certain class that you did. Yeah. Like, for Bard, uh, I awakened my latent bardic abilities through trial and error, or, like... Yeah, it's cool. I love what this does. It, allows, it put, gets you life events. Yeah. <laughs> like if you you roll a d100 and it tells you something to roll for so uh one to ten you suffered a tragedy roll on the tragedies table uh you gained a bit of good fortune roll on the boons table you fell in love or got married if uh if you get this result more than once you can choose to have a child instead work with the dm to de uh, determine the identity of your love interest which is damn cool yeah it is yeah other supernatural events, boons, crime, punishment, tragedies, war. And then you got your alignment if you just want to roll for that. Uh, cause of death! Oh boy. You roll for your cause of death? You can, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but your audio is getting kind of fuzzy. Okay, does this sound better? Oh, so much. Okay. Are you just closer to the mic? Yeah, I just sat up. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah. So that's everything in Xanthars, but then we got the huge-ass Explorer's Guide to Wild Amount, which I did not expect to be this big. Uh, let's see, how many pages is it? 303! Okay. And well, this includes some new races, uh, new nice. deities, new subclasses, it's really cool once I can flip to them because it's a big ass book.
Yeesh. It has careful descriptions of every single area. Not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's definitely not. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So first up that we don't we that you haven't seen, I've seen all of these. Mm -hmm. Uh but there is some new actually sub races too. Mm -hmm. So there is uh, normal elves, but then there's pallid elf, sea elf, pallid elves and sea elves, which is cool. Okay. So like sea and... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a new halfling subrace called Lowston Halfling, which they are more nature bound. Um, right. but then there's the Arakaka. Arakakra. Arakakra. They are bird people. Okay. So... They're eagle people. It's really cool. Um, they get some bonuses to some cool stuff, and you get a flying speed! A flying speed? Flying speed! Uh, there's also Asimars, which are pretty much angel people. Okay. Angel people. Yeah, they're like half angels. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You can either be a Protector Asimar or a Scourge Asimar. Protectors are the good ones. Scourge Asimars, is there Fallen? Oh yeah, Fallen Asimar. Fallen Asimars are the ones who lost favor. And they can have an entire redemption arc, which is damn cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, and then there's two more. Uh, there's Dragonborn variants. It's Dragonblood or Ravenite. Uh, there's Fearbolgs. These are the nature guys. They protect the wilds. They're really cool. They can cast Misty Step at will without being a spellcaster. Okay, well. Which allows them to teleport. Yeah. Teleportation. Teleportation. Uh, let's see. Um, you got um, Genasi, or Genasi. They are like elemental people. You got earth, water, fire, and air. They all do different things. Okay. Uh, there are goblins. Bugbears, goblins, hobgoblins. You got goliaths, which are these really cool, strong brutes. Mm -hmm. they, get, they are usually barbarians, because that is what people do. Yeah. Uh, there are kenku, which are crow people. They can mimic voices. That's actually really cool. It's the only way they can talk, actually. It's just mimicking other people. They don't have their own voice. No, they otherwise they just go. Gah! Okay, so can you just <laughs> yeah. like mimic one person's voice for the entire time? Yeah, if you wanted to. Okay. So like, there's no duration. No. Okay. Cool. You can that mimic whatever someone has ever said. Okay. And you just uh, there, talk like that, or do you only... Well, you can only mimic in specific things that people have said. Okay. So, a, a hilarious kanku would be talking in an amalgamation of, like, seven different people talking. Yeah, I, so... How I kind of picture that is, you know how Bumblebee uses the radio? Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, a little bit. Except actual people, not technology. Yeah. The next up is orcs. You can be a fucking orc. 
Okay. And then there's Tabaxi, which are cat people. They're cool. Yay, purr purr. Yeah, they're more like ocelots than cats themselves. Yeah. Uh, tieflings, we already got those. Turtles. Turtle people. Turtle. Turtle people. Turtle people, they're cool. Um, and then we have the Critical Role exclusive uh, on here. This is the hollow one. Okay. Uh, it is a supernatural gift. Uh, it is someone who has died and through some way come back to life. So, It's almost exactly like what happened to Merrick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they are ageless. They don't age. Uh... And they, they they get this thing where if they roll death saving throws, if they roll a 16 or higher, they regain one hit point. Okay. That's awesome. It's cool. And then we got the subclasses. We got the fighter as an echo knight, which allows you to create a second image of yourself, which allows you to switch around with them, and your echo can also make an attack. Yeah. That's awesome. We got wizards who can do uh, either time magic or gravity magic. That's awesome. I think I would I would go with gravity time. magic. Sounds insane. Like it just sounds like you could troll people with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of their abilities is adjust density. As an action, you can magically alter the weight of one object or creature you can see within thirty feet of you. So, like, imagine we do that to Strozny and then make him like two pounds and just chuck him. <laughs> Yeet, Strozny! <laughs> yeah, uh, that's actually all the subclasses, but it adds new spells. Ooh. So the cantrips, they've got Sapping Sting, which is ne- a necromancy spell. You got a Gift of... Al- um, Level 1, you got Gift of Alacrity. Alacrity? Alacrity, yeah. You've got Magnify Gravity. Level 2 spell, you've got uh, Fortune's Favor, uh, Immovable Object, and Wrist Pockets. At level 3, you have Pulse Wave. At level 4, you have Gravity Sinkhole. (laughs) That sounds awesome. At level 5, you got Temporal Shunt. At level 6, you have Gravity Fisher. Gravity Fisher. At level 7, you've got Tether Essence. At level 8, you've got Dark Star, which sounds sick as fuck. Yeah, Dark Star. And, oh and Reality Break. Pretty much just have the Reality Stone. Yeah. At level 9, you've got Ravenous Void and Time Ravage. That's sick, man. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see what Dark Star was, so I just looked it up. Um... Uh, this spell creates a sphere centered, centered in the point you choose within range. The sphere can have a radius of up to 40 feet. The area within the sphere is filled with magical darkness and is a crushing gravitational force. Uh, it makes the terrain difficult. Uh, creatures with dark vision can't see through it. Um, no sound can be created within or pass through the area. It is immune, um, th- immune to thunder damage and all creatures are deafened while entirely inside it. Whoa. That sounds just chaotic, but insane. Mm -hmm. Then we got Gravity Fisher, because that seemed cool. Oh my god. 
This is a six-level evocation spell. Um, you manifest a ravine of gravitational energy in, in origin emanating from you that is 100 feet long and 5 feet wide. Each creature in that line must make a constitution saving throw, taking 8d6 force damage on a failed save, or half as Ooh. much on a successful one. That's more powerful than fireball. I know. Holy crap. Ah! Imagine casting that at ninth level. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would add an extra 3d6 onto that damage. So yeah, so it was the 11d6? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that's insane. You literally do 66 damage. Yeah. And then this also has some uh, background helping stuff for, uh, but for this world specifically. Okay. It's got some cool stuff. This whole place is a uh, homebrew world created by Matt Mercer himself. And there's a map in the back. I don't know how to open it, but there's a map in the back. I want the map. I want the map. I want the map. <gasps> Yo, I just opened the map. I'm not going to open the map, though, because that is going to be very hard to get back in. And I think that's everything I had planned for talking about today. Cool, cool. Well, I had a lot of fun. Me too, actually. This setup makes it so much easier so we don't have to worry about all the stream shit. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, these uh, episodes of this podcast, I, I think we're going to record more often with the um, just the recording feature instead of streaming. Yeah. So I don't know how many episodes there are going to be in a week, but maybe more than one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. So uh, thank everyone, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Tavern Talks. Um, I'm Graham Reader, and I had a, um, and we have Clayton over here as a guest, and I can't wait to see you all next time. Twine, twine, next twine, next time, next time. <laughs> Why can't I fucking talk today? Uh, it's just one of those days. Yeah, it happens way too much. My brain go too fast. All yes. right, well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We had a lot of fun recording this, and we hope uh, you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we had recording it. So I will see you all in the next episode.